Hello, hello everybody. It's Evelyn Kinwoman. I hope you are doing well and I hope um, 2021 is treating you uh, with as much rest and possibilities and opportunities as possible and um, that wherever you are, you are held. Um, The path is being made clear for you. And so welcome to yet another episode Um, And in this episode, we will be talking about the importance of rituals in our lives as we move into lifetime commitments. So let's jump into it, shall we? So uh, what exactly is a lifetime commitment? Well, outside of marriage or partnership, um, there are so many things that we commit to in our lives that require us to have some knowing, some wisdom, some understanding about how to relate in that space of uh, commitment. So for example, parenthood is one of those things. It's parenthood is a lifetime commitment. Um, Motherhood is a lifetime commitment. Fatherhood is a lifetime commitment. And grandfatherhood and grandmotherhood and being an aunt and all those things, those are lifetime commitments that we don't often uh, think of as commitments, but really they are. So today I wanted to talk specifically to the parenting commitment, the motherhood experience, coming into motherhood, coming into fatherhood. I'll tell you a story. Growing up in Zimbabwe, we had traditions, we had ways of initiating a woman into motherhood. And when I had my daughter um, at 24 years of age, living in America, not really supported by any family, biological family, trying to create a community around my partner and our soon-to-be daughter, I found myself grieving seriously grieving the loss of community, the lack of uh, connection, really deep down sobbing for connection as I was transitioning into this new stage of relating, of connecting, of committing. And so my mom had passed away when I was really young, but even when I was growing up, I had witnessed ceremonies of my aunts coming into motherhood i had seen all the practices that my great grandmother would do would perform all the rituals my great grandmother would perform for my aunts my mom's sisters i had grown up surrounded by women who really showed up for a new mother before she even becomes a mother and even more so once the child is born That was not my experience. That was not my experience. And once my baby came, it was one of those moments that you're just like, okay, so I have to trust my own body. I have to trust my own soul and spirit to do for me what my community would have shown me how to do. So that was with my firstborn son, 
and then with my firstborn, my daughter, and and then with my son, it was an even isolating experience. My partner and I were not in a good place at that point in our marriage, and um, I remember feeling so um, frightened and scared and alone and resentful because I I just couldn't understand how in this new world, in this Western world that I was now uh, calling home, how it could be that a woman can go through the most life-giving experience of her life and be so isolated. And in my case, because already I was not in a great place with my partner, I remember after I had my son, the second child, and it was a C-section birth. And um, my partner left me in the hospital with two children 24 hours after a C-section because he had to go and do something else. But I remember thinking this would never happen if I was home. I would not be in the hospital uh, 24 hours after a C-section with a 24-hour, well, less than 24-hour-old baby and a two-year-old in the hospital with me to the point where my OBGYN has to take my two-year-old with her just so I can get some rest. I felt like I had lost some parts of me in that experience. And that's when I realized that really what is missing is this conversation of ceremonies and rituals and community impact when it comes to transitioning into those lifetime commitments. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like um, a group of men showing up for a man who's about to become a father. It looks like those elderly men that have been there coming in with tools to equip this young father, this young husband with knowledge and information of how to be a partner, how to support a new wife, a new mother, and also for him to feel supported, to feel that he has a place to go to talk about the things that are also new to him because both parties are new to this commitment. Before they were committed to each other, they were committed to the vision of building a family. But it's one thing to have a vision of something and then to step into that vision completely different. And so this is where rituals really show us how connection um, and belonging are sustained over time. Because we remember the people that gather with us. We remember the people that that led the way, so to speak, for us. And then we feel a sense of duty, a sense of responsibility to do the same for those who are coming after us. And so for me, once I recognized what was missing in my world, once I understood that, you know what, most of the women that I'm friends with anyways don't know anything about coming into motherhood because that's not how they grew up. 
I seem to be the only one in this group who grew up in a culture that immerses you in the art of community building, in the art of connection. I grew up in a culture that says, yes, you can be you. However, you as part of the whole is better than you and you alone. So once I recognized that longing, that desire, that need to be supported, to be initiated into this lifetime commitment of motherhood, I made sure that every single woman who came after me, every single one of my friends from college who had came after me and they were coming into motherhood, I was there for them. I was there for them because I understood the importance of ritual. I understood the importance of community around you in those moments. So what can we start to do here in the West to make sure that we are not moving into this lifetime commitments as islands? Because on an island, you can only do so much by yourself. This is the reason why what we're seeing now is thank God for COVID. I do thank God for COVID because it has taught us so much about the importance of family, the importance of connecting connecting and connection, the importance of trying to actually know what is going on with the people in your lives to pay attention to their mental health to pay attention to their well-being because connection builds into all of those things and so now moving forward while many of us are crying to go back to normal the question really should be what parts of normal are we really ready to go back to do we go back to the parts where we are starved for connection the parts where we are basically sacrificing our well-being our time with our loved ones with our children because we need paychecks What are we going back to when we say we want to go back to normal? Can we learn something from this new normal and take that into the future to build better communities that support children who are wholesome, parents who are uplifted and relieved? Everybody likes to talk about the village, that it takes a village to raise a child but what most people don't seem to understand is that the village itself is not designed for the child the village itself is not there for the child it's there to support the parents the village is there to relieve the parents the village is there to correct the parents the village is there to say i got you I have your back in guiding this new this this new addition to the community, this new addition to the village. This is the same reason why in African culture you will never find children who put their parents in nursing homes as long as they are on the continent. This was this has been our way. It may be happening now, but that's not the way of our people. Because the idea is that every generation within the community serves a purpose. The grandparents, as they get older, make way for room. Make room for the younger parents. 
and then they support the other parents by interacting with the children whether that's through conversation and storytelling and and reliving their own memory stories from the past they are passing on knowledge and information to the grandchildren that the parents themselves cannot give the children so everybody has a role to play from the very oldest to the very youngest mothers are not mothering on their own fathers are not fathering on their own we are doing it together and that is what builds adults with character with soul with spirit with compassion and empathy children become adults of a balanced future So what can we take from this new normal when it comes to rituals, when it comes to rituals of connection, when it comes to initiating and intimating with each other into life commitments? What can we take forward? Yes, when it comes to childbirth, we can incorporate doulas, right? Doulas who are there for both the mother and the father, but where is the community where is the family where is the extended family where are the families that we are choosing to be a part of because remember family is not just blood you get a choice to choose who your family is and so are you having the conversations within those spaces to say hey when i move into this specific life commitment i sure hope that the space is created for me to learn to come into to express and intimate with that commitment supported by a backbone of people i love by the backbone of people i love people i trust people i feel safe with people who know my boundaries people who in the end i'm not just taking from but they are teaching me so that i can then do the same for somebody else and this is how life becomes sacred because we understand that in order for the sacred to live among us it must first live within us and when it lives within us and we express the desire to share the sacred with others in community what we do as a result of that desire the food we cook, the meals we partake in, whether that's over Thanksgiving or on a summer afternoon when you decide to have a barbecue, those small things, small things, small events, small notes, small video calls on every Saturday evening with your family, those become rituals. We don't have to gather over a fire and sing with drums. That is a beautiful way to gather. I love that kind of gathering. But not everybody is able to do it. But if we can, even if it's a video call on a Saturday where we're all committed to it, that alone becomes a ritual. And so I want to encourage you to think about how you have been initiated into life's commitments by your community how you have supported others into their own initiation processes whether that's coming into motherhood or that's coming into fatherhood or that's becoming a grandparent or that's 
I don't know, becoming a pet parent because pets matter too, right? I want you to think about this conversation. And if you can, I would love to hear back from you and just tell me what your thoughts about, um, what your thoughts are on rituals and initiation into life commitments. You can find me on Instagram at Canwoman Collective. And you can also email me your response at kinwomancollective at gmail.com. Kin, K-I-N, womancollective at gmail.com. With that, I say, may all that is good find you. May life be kind to you. And may God bring forth the community you need to move into life's commitments. Take care of yourselves.